Life Audio. Just ahead on the Encouragement for You podcast, therapist John Coleman talks about dealing with depression and pastor and life coach Todd Nivens on Encouragement for the Exhausted. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with Viking Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Coleman is a pastor, life coach, and psychologist. He joins host Don Hawkins to discuss dealing with depression. Uh, John, there are a couple of scriptures that uh, that we want to touch on. Uh, one of them is uh, from David, the psalmist, in Psalm 42. Uh, and there are really two verses where he essentially says the same thing. He says, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted in me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of his countenance. Uh, you sort of zeroed in on that word disquieted. Help us understand what David's talking about. If you look at the word disquieted and you split it between the prefix dis, mm, which yeah. means not or un, and then quieted, which obviously has to do with that calming, that quiet yeah. countenance. Disquieted literally means disordered or yeah. chaotic or yeah. that which is not, that which is stirred up within yeah. me. I was thinking of the word agitated. That's a good and, word, agitated, yeah, stirred up. We used to have, we used to have when I was growing up, uh, one of those early washing machines that had what they called an agitator Agitation. in the middle of it. <laughs> and there are times that my stomach feels like Yeah, that. that's what my mother called me, too, when I was an growing agitator. up. An agitator, yeah. yeah. I've been called but, that before, too. But, you, you know, we, we talk about, and, and we feel it in our stomachs yeah. first. We yeah. feel that disquieted stirring mm, up, yeah. and we know that something's just not 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're just not exactly depressed, but you're a little discouraged and feeling down. It's sometimes on a continuum and maybe it's not a Mm -hmm. clinical depression, quote unquote, per se, uh, but it's kind of moving in a bad direction. And maybe you're feeling anxiety. We have a couple of verses from the New Testament uh, to help us there. Paul in Philippians encouraged us by saying, do not be anxious about anything Hmm. now anxious about anything yeah but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving there's that word again yes let your request be made known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus two things i want to point out here don if i may sure one is that Paul exhorts us to not be anxious about anything because anxious does not solve any of the problems. Oh, yes. But everything brought to God in prayer and a spirit of gratitude, thanksgiving, and humble seeking and trusting of God will give us the peace of God that passes all understanding. Yeah, he doesn't promise us he'll Mm -mm. work out every thing. Mm-hmm. He'll give us a large sum of money or health and wealth or any of that. But he does say he'll give us peace of heart and mind. And not just any yes. peace. It's his peace. Yes. It's the peace that is beyond all human understanding. Amen. So let's talk a little bit about how you can determine if you are depressed. What kind of <laughs> symptoms should you look for in yourself or look for in a member of your family or friend? I started making a list, and it kept going Mm, and going. Pervasive sadness. Mm, Now, understand, and Don, I know you do, because we deal with this a lot. Some people just every now and then have a case of the blues or the blahs. Monday mornings are typical for that. Typical for that. Or Sunday nights when you realize Monday morning is coming. Right, it's bearing down. So pervasive sadness, that which goes on longer than would be considered normal. Loss of interest in things that we normally would enjoy. We just don't really care to engage in those anymore. Withdrawing from others, kind of pulling back, pulling away. Hmm. Change in appetite, either not eating as much or eating too much or eating more or sleeping less or sleeping more. Hmm. Dwelling on negative thoughts, Don, just ruminating on yeah. negative, 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 negative thinking yes, over like a vicious cycle. It just goes, it just around. goes around yeah. and around yeah. and around. And then one of the big things, I think, is that feeling of just utter helplessness. Mm, yeah. I've heard the words helpless and hopeless. Yes. And if helpless, move, I can't do anything in the present. I can't. Hopeless, it'll never get it'll better never in the future. It'll never get better. Yeah. And if we move across that line from helpless to hopeless, that's when it gets to be clinical and sometimes suicidal. If you have somebody you suspect is suicidal, bring up the subject with them. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You're not going to no, put the idea in their no. mind. You're going to. They already and, have that. They have it, and you need to encourage them to get help yes. immediately. So, John, what would you do, uh, you're a counselor, you uh, have have someone come to you, maybe even someone from your church, and they're depressed, and they say, what do I need to do about it? Some people just say, take two Bible verses and call me call in the me morning. In the morning. Well, what's your, your approach is, obviously, you use the Scripture, but uh, there's more to it. Scripture, 
prayer, which we've already mentioned. Yeah. But people need a good support system mm, yeah. and an affiliation with like-minded mm. believers, with a church, with groups within a church that sometimes just being with other people who will rally around you, who will have your back, who will be there to call on you and check on you and to make sure that everything is going okay, that they are preparing their own prayer list to include you yeah. every single day. But probably the number one thing that I tell people, and it may not be the same as you might tell somebody, Trust in the Lord. Yes. Trust in God to do what needs to be done for you, but that other people are helping alongside, walking alongside you yeah. in discipleship and in fellowship. Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, uh, once said, and probably said it more than once, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, just check to see if they're breathing. And uh, <laughs> the reality true. is every one of us needs encouragement, and we get it from each other. And, and the bottom line is, if you feel like things are hopeless at this point, let me direct you back to that Psalm 42 that we talked about two verses there. Why are you cast down? David said, why are you disconcerted or dis disquieted and things are not you're agitated on the inside. And the word that he uses hope in God is a word that can be translated to trust. It's the idea of stretching out to depend on someone else. And one thing I wanted to say a while ago that I did not. And if you'll give me 30 seconds, I'll say it. Yes. And that is that there is a difference in those things over which we have control that we can do something about mm -hmm. and those things over which we have no control. And one of the temptations is to bear down and worry about those things over which we have no control right. at all. Mm -hmm. And that is a colossal misuse of good spiritual and physical mm -hmm. energy. We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live, heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the worshipchannel.org. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. 
Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Have you found yourself exhausted recently? Todd Nivens is a Christian life coach and pastor, and he offers encouragement for those who feel exhausted. You know, years ago, Richard Swenson, Dr. Richard Swenson, wrote a book called Margin. And uh, I, I really believe that he hit on something. He wrote it uh, several years after Dr. Menrith and I and a couple of colleagues wrote a book called How to Beat Burnout. And uh, some people asked me if that book really was titled How to Be Burned Out. <laughs> and it really wasn't. But, but I think Dr. Swenson hit on something, and that is that these days we don't have a lot of margin in our lives. We, no, we, 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 we run at a rapid pace. Uh, traffic moves at a rapid pace. Life moves at a rapid pace. Question is, does Todd Nivens ever feel stressed out? Oh, boy. Hmm. Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't have any part-time jobs. Hmm. They're, they're all full-time jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of feel the same way. Uh, I feel like everything I'm doing is full-time, and uh, and yet it is a joy and a delight. So sometimes we can be enjoying life and still feel stressed out, correct? Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, one of the things that when I went to seminary, they made us take a class, and I was just almost upset because I thought, well, I don't need a class on recreation. Huh. But I found out I did because they understood what we were about to face as, as pastors and ministers and, and vocational ministers. And they taught us what the word recreation meant. I'd never really slowed it down long enough or taken it apart enough to, hmm. to realize what the word means, to recreate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Powerful. I don't think we do that without someone helping us understand that we need to do that sometime or even uh, having someone mentor it for us so, so that we understand we desperately need to do that. And Todd, contributing to some of that is the fact that some of us are, can I put it this way, workaholics, oh. addicted to our work. Some aren't happy unless they're yeah. they're working and they think if they're not when they're not working, they think about working. Mm-hmm. And so some people we have to teach to to be happy doing something other than working and yeah. uh, well you can lose your family and and your friends and mm. and and forsake your church because you think that we we're driven by our emotion and that emotion is fed when we're working and uh what we what we really have to learn to do is uh find out what's healthy and beneficial to us and and really will cause us to be the best at what God's called us to be and and most of the time it's not what we feel. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Todd, Scripture speaks to this issue in both the Old and New Testaments. Uh, we have examples of of people who were tired and exhausted and perhaps discouraged and uh, needed to overcome the stresses of life. Take us back to the Old Testament to uh, one of the stressed out prophets. All right. If you'll go to First Kings chapter nineteen and pick it up about verse three, we have the story, the ongoing story of Elijah. Uh, he has just had a wonderful thing happen in his life. Uh, and sometimes we don't associate good things with stress and discouragement yeah. and those kinds of things. But he, he's just defeated the prophets of Baal, and God has been faithful, and he's called fire down from heaven, and it's consumed the 
sacrifice that he's made, and then this one little woman, Jezebel, <laughs> says, I'm, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> You're on my hit list. Bye <laughs> <And> tomorrow. <laughs> verse 3 says, and he was afraid. Now, and he ran for, like it, ran for his life. Isn't that incredible? He ran for his life. Yeah. He came to Beersheba, where, yeah. which belongs to Judah, and, and left his servant there. He, I noticed he did something that we typically do when we begin to get discouraged or down or depressed. Right. He isolated himself. Bailed out from a strengthening relationship. He yeah. certainly so did. Somebody that could have helped him through it, he, mm-hmm. he, he leaves him there. He, tell, he says, yeah. you stay here. And then he says he, he went on for a day, a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down underneath a juniper tree, and he requested for himself. Now, who's he talking mm. to? He's talking to God. Right. That he might die. Yeah. He was literally depressed to the point of feeling suicidal and asked God to take his life for him. And, and he goes on to say, and said, it's enough now, O Lord. In other words, I've had all I can take. Yeah. He was doing the Popeye thing. Of all I can take, I can't stand no more. Right. And uh, it's okay. It's enough now, O Lord. Take my life, for I am not better than my brothers. He, he said, I'm a failure. Everybody before me has been a failure, and I'm tired of trying. Verse 5 says, and he laid down and slept under a juniper tree, and behold... Something happened he wasn't yeah. really expecting, I think. Yeah. An angel touched him, and he said to him, Arise, eat. And, and then he, he looked, and behold, there was at his head a bread cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. Hmm. So he ate, and he drank, and he laid down again. You and, know, you know uh, God understands all of our needs, our, our physical needs, our emotional needs, our spiritual needs. It's not like it's any of that uh, news to him or something he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And if God if God meets our needs, then He's going to meet not just our spiritual need when we go to church on Sunday. He's going to meet our needs. He's going to meet the whole person, the whole yeah. the whole man. And um, we forget that sometimes. Yeah, we're telling you, friend, that there is hope for your depression, your discouragement, your exhaustion, your stress. The Lord can help you with that. And interestingly enough, God met those physical needs. He eventually met uh, Elijah's emotional needs for significance, helping him uh, through the still, quiet voice, and and even restored uh, a healthy relationship by bringing Elisha into his life and giving him a chance to mentor that young prophet. So uh, God really met Elijah's needs. Take us into the New Testament, if you will, Todd, and 12 Tired Men. We have one of the chapter titles in How to Beat Burnout is Jesus Treats 12. Twelve tired men. Right. Tell us about that. Well, Mark chapter six, verses thirty and thirty-one, uh, we get a picture of what's going on. And if you read the book of Mark, every time uh, the disciple they get Jesus gets through dealing with a crowd, they get in a boat to go somewhere. Well, you finally get the picture that he's getting in a boat so he can be alone for just a minute, <laughs> and he's going to the other side. Well. It, it, I don't think he was just looking for quick transportation because he keeps crossing back and forth. <laughs> right. and, the, and the crowd's running around the outside to catch him every time. But verse 30 of chapter 6 says, The apostles gathered together with Jesus, and they reported to him all that they had done and taught. They'd been really busy. They'd been working hard. They were doing what Jesus had asked them to. Verse 31 says, And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest a while. Hmm. For there were many people coming and going. They were really busy. Oh, yes. And they did not even have time to eat. Hmm. That's how wow. busy they were. Wow. And, and so Jesus understood their need. He, he saw that these guys, and as well as his own, because he was fully man, too, as well as fully God. And he, he understood their need, and he knew that they couldn't keep going at the pace they were going at, and he knew that they needed time 
to come away. And I was is interesting. I, I broke out my Bible knowledge commentary uh, put out by Dallas Seminary, mm-hmm. and uh, in that the phrase that he uses, they he, they say in the commentary that it's a Greek idiom meaning privately. He, when when it says by themselves, come come away. Mm-hmm with them by themselves and and it was a it was a phrase that Jesus used in or Mark used throughout his book when he was talking about Jesus said we need some alone time. Yeah. Mhm. Some I need downtime. to teach you and I need to feed you because every, you're everything's going out, you need something coming in. Mm-hmm. And uh that's what Jesus was inviting them away to was was time for refreshment, time yeah. for instruction, time to recuperate and regenerate the stuff that was being burned up at a tremendous rate. In fact, the precise terminology of one of the phrases, one of the words there, Todd, is literally they had no good times. They yeah. didn't have any time they could call good times. Right. I think some busy mothers, I think some busy executives, some educators, some people in the medical profession probably are relating to that. So there Jesus took care of those tired men, told them to come apart and rest up for a while. And uh, there's some of you who need to do that. And that brings us to the subject, Todd, of of, uh, what practical things that we can do to overcome exhaustion, discouragement, and stress. You know, I I hear people brag sometimes, and and they say something that they don't understand is really not something to brag about. They say, I've never taken a vacation. I've I've never taken a vacation. Mm -hmm. I don't need a vacation. Well, no, what what they don't understand is they need a vacation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and lifeaudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers, production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word kynos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.